and welcome back to Shay Spill's podcast. Hi, I'm Shalan and welcome to Behind the Streams, which is a gaming series talking about and talking to Irish and international gaming streamers and content creators all over the world talking about gaming and streaming. Uh, this is the fifth episode of the new series and tonight's guest is a duo. Um, one of them is an Irish uh, journalist and streamer. His name is Kieran or Kieran, either way if you say it in Ireland, uh, aka Buzzed B. And we have Rick, aka, and I'm going to pronounce this wrong, and I do apologise. It's Jeff, no. Ah, fiftic. Every time, lads, I do this. G. Vastron. There we go. I try to say it slowly. He's a Dutch um, streamer. And tonight's episode, yeah, we, we talked a lot in depth um, on stream and off. And it was a pleasure t- to get to chat with them. Um, and basically, here's the episode. And no more of me talking because it's a long one. And I think it's an, an enjoyable one as well to listen in. So here we go. So introduce yourselves to everyone in the podcast. Rick, I'll let you go first. Go on. Wait, who's going to go first now? Am I going first? (laughs) Okay, I'll take it first. Hi, I'm uh, Rick Gavastrian, known on the internet. I am a caster, uh, or I was a caster. I'm a streamer. I've done a lot of things in gaming throughout, like, history. Uh, Not notable things, but I'm just old. That's mostly it. That's a good complaint to be to be old. I, yeah. know, I like being old too. I'm not that old, but I like being old. Uh, I'm I'm Kieran, uh, Kieran Busby. Uh, my kind of username and PlayStation name and gamer name is Buzz underscore the B, and I work with Entertainment.ie as as a gaming kind of content creator and streamer. Nice. Uh, both of you, how did you get into streaming? Buzz, you go first for this one. Oh, taking turns, I suppose. Uh, yeah, I kind of get in at, at, at the beginning of this year, just as a, I suppose we're still small at the minute anyway, but um, we were just, we were doing gaming content and part of, I suppose, our strategy with Entertainment.ie was kind of more visual-led because it's a it's a video kind of medium that's gaming. And I've always wanted to kind of stream games myself and uh, it's kind of easier to get your company to to fund all the expensive gear to get it going. So uh, that was that was kind of how I got into it and, and why I wanted to get into it was just to kind of talk to people and, and meet more new people, which I'm doing. Hmm. Nice. Okay. Uh, for me, I'm, I guess like there's multiple stages to it for me. Like, like 20 years ago, I would say I got into streaming by uh, playing a single player game with my friends around on a couch. Like a lot of people have done this, but that's the first like streaming thing where you stream to like four of your friends sitting on a couch cheering you playing with the second being when Justin TV started or that was what it was before it was Twitch. I started then, grew a little bit, but um, had a rough life, didn't have the time to stream a lot. So stopped again, started again now. I think a year and a, a little bit more than a year and a half ago, and I've been going strong and having a lot of fun with it, meeting a lot of like great people. Awesome. Yeah, I I, I never got that whole like sitting on the couch, and I, I don't. It's really weird because I'm obviously streaming now, but I was just if there was people like watching me or if I was watching people playing games on a couch, I got so frustrated because I was like, no, no, you have to do it this way, and and I don't know, it's just it's odd. Now. <laughs> I guess that's where um back seating kind of comes in. To... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what games do you both mostly stream? Oh, I'll, I'll take this one first. Um, 
I was for the longest time a Rocket League kind of content creator because uh, I casted it as well and I coached it from like low level to like almost professional level players. And I have always focused on trying to be a variety streamer because I like all kinds of games. Lately, it's been a lot of Ark. The Rift Breaker came out and is amazing. And I'm waiting for the new Path of Exile season to start, which I'm also very excited about. So everything and anything. Awesome, yeah. At the moment, it's kind of been a lot of Warzone just because it's kind of like the the, the go-to, I suppose, for myself, just to kind of talk to friends and stuff. But whenever they're not on, uh, we, we do varieties. So we were playing Far Cry 6 there last week, and we're playing Back for Blood now um, on stream. Uh, and Mass Effect for a while. We have Life is Strange planned because I have it here in the case, looking at it, just waiting to get to play it. But uh, there's just other few games that keep pulling me back in. Uh, but yeah, variety as well. Nice. Uh, what has been the most memorable moments you remember from your first few months of streaming? Buzz? For me, the, the kind of most memorable moment has just been people actually coming into chat and kind of connecting with people. So mm -hmm. we were playing Deathloop there a couple of weeks ago on like the, the premiere of No Time to Die before we went and, and like just people coming in and, and sharing memories of both uh, kind of like games in the past uh, that kind of like maybe inspired Deathloop like um oh I can't remember the name of the game now it's not Thief it's the other one that's uh Dishonored yes Dishonored sorry I'm such I'm such a bad person with names and stuff um and also then about Bond as well so it was kind of like that meet and grind of both games and films which uh it's just nice to chat with people about so I'd say that like that would be my most memorable kind of moment over the last few months uh for me if i if i look at like the first few months there was just a there's been so many good moments where everything just falls together where we were playing i think PUBG at that point and we i just seen moana so all of a sudden i was saying oh uh the like um this can say you're welcome but instead of you're welcome you say we're dead soon because they also do that in in the movie and after that we just all three got shot instantly and died and that was perfect and the other like more memorable moment of the near future was the amount of support i've had from my uh for my stream when my dad was in the hospital and it just it was so nice to see that people were supportive and everything so it was really cool is your dad okay now or he is finally getting better it's been a rough month and a half he had a uh, heart surgery so it's like oh. pretty heavy topic topic stuff and could have been bad but it seems to be going all good now so just thank goodness yeah rehabilitation is next what has been your favorite highlight from your stream overall oh yeah. start if you want to go first rick oh i think uh, it's such a tough one what was my my biggest highlight i think when i reached 500 followers and did a 24-hour stream and that like throughout that entire stream, people were donating, supporting, and just people stuck around for the whole 24 hours. Like I was supposed to do it, but a lot of people did it with me. So that's really awesome of them. And uh, like big shout out to my mods from then as well. Like the Dianim is one of my mods, who's also my girlfriend. And a mod from then was uh, Stengelin, who was also very, very great at just being there the entire time. Some stuff from from my side actually it would kind of be the most memorable moment as well just because we've been doing it for so short of a time um and it's 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 just one of my favorite streams i suppose also kind of just moments on stream that like you know something goes wrong in the game and it's just a good laugh and, and check in and gets involved and stuff too um would be kind of moments especially like that happens a lot i suppose in warzone where you just have to make a laugh of it because you you're really bad at the game <laughs> 
what's your process for your planning for your streams and socials? For me, it, it's kind of very much uh, kind of rotating around new releases at the moment because thankfully, you know, we do kind of get a lot of like review codes and, and, and we have good relationships with a lot of people in the industry, especially in Ireland. Um, so it's kind of based around that uh, and, and kind of trying to do, uh, you know, pre-release embargoed streams and stuff. Um, that would kind of come from that uh, with social as well for ourselves. You know, we, we have our gaming platform on Instagram, whatever. Uh, so we tend to do uh, competitions and stuff. So I suppose, again, it's just kind of news as well and all the rest of it. But sure, it's good. What about yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm, I have a lot less perfect. Like for me, it's really like I stream and I want to, I've started almost a year ago now, a challenge of streaming every day. And I've, and like at least like two to three hours every day or shorter or longer, depending on if the game goes well, the vibe is good. And that's been, it's been a thing. And after that, I'm planning to stream a little less focus more on socials and actually building the brand more, um, and take that a bit more serious. But for now, I want to see if I can do it streaming every day for a year and in December I'll be done. And I can't wait until I'm done because it's been, it's been a ride. It's rough. And then every day I have to think like, okay, I need some energy to make sure that I can talk on the internet. Yeah, it's, it's actually really tough though, isn't it? I mean, like even trying to commit to like, Fair play to you for committing to to like one day or sorry like two or three hours every day because I'm 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 only trying to get like three and it's just so difficult to find the time sometimes or like get into the mood because you kind of have to you have to be in the certain kind of like yes I'm ready to talk in the internet kind of move and like I'm usually in that a lot of time but it's just every now and again it's like oh something else has come up and oh, I might only get an hour to do it here now and oh, I don't know if that's long enough or people even come in and stuff but yeah um fair, fair play to you for, for being able to keep it up like that so consistently you know, I, 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 you go on. yeah no you, you first oh no i was i was gonna say as i was actually watching somebody stream in between the recordings today and they were just stopped their stream and they're like i'm sorry I'm, I'm not in a good mood i don't want to be grumpy on my stream and so i'm just gonna end my stream here and they didn't feel like themselves and they they were honest at least about it because some people would be like would wouldn't like they would stream and they wouldn't say they're not happy and like they're not in the mood and they just keep streaming but then they're not really responsive to the chat either so it's kind of uh you kind of sense that kind of vibe off them and then that's why people wouldn't really be interactive with the stream as well unfortunately but what are you gonna say rick I, uh, for, for me, that's always been like a, like an important thing is that I want to be really open. I don't really put on a character. I'm, I'm a weird guy in and of myself. So I don't have to like, I, I, I don't, I can throw on extra, but I don't have to, but I do know that I have my off days and I'm very honest in my stream when I have an off day that it's an off day or when people are like, oh, you're a little bit grumpy. Shouldn't you like not do this? Or I can tilt very badly when I'm playing something like Rocket League and things just don't go my way. And I keep streaming because I I think there's too much content out there that's all polished and perfect. And I want to be, I just want to be there and show that everybody here is human. I'm human too. I have bad days. I will yell at things. And if you find that entertaining for because of Schadenfreude, that's great. If you find it not entertaining, there are other streams and come back another day. I like that honesty more than uh, trying to create something. That's always been something for me personally that I always tried to go for. Yeah, that's that's really really good yeah something that i must <laughs> kind of leave at your book actually yeah uh what's your first video game you ever played 
All right, this one's for me. Um, full tilt pinball on a Pentium, whatever, like it's one of those DOS machines before we even had Windows kind of thing where I was six and I had to figure out like, I, I, I was five, six. I didn't know, know English, like I, I'm not a native speaker. So I had to just figure out by watching my dad type it a bunch of times, how to start up the game and how to get that to run. And I got that to run and I got Seventh Guest to run and all like all the other creepy games and Seventh Guest for a six-year-old, that's a scary game. If you don't know English, it's a puzzle game and you don't understand what's going on. So you can just press buttons, but there were spiders. It was creepy, but it was great. <laughs> that's mad. <laughs> That's deadly. Um, but my my first one, I suppose, I was trying to think about this as well, but I, I think it's between Crash or Spyro, Ooh. PS One. Um, like I I've like my earliest memory is definitely Spyro, but I f- I have a feeling that I played Crash before that, but was just so bad at it that I just put it down instantly because I was only like what two or three maybe. Um. Yeah, so I'm going to say Spyro for that. I'm going to say Spyro. Uh, who is your favorite video game character? Rick, do you want to, do you want to take that one? Do, do I want to take that? So um, we, we got a bit of a list of questions before that one, uh, or mm. before we got to the podcast, like kind of maybe maybe a little bit chattering dreams here that everything comes to the top of that. But this one was hard. I I had to think long and hard for this one. And I Same. think my answer is Bulbasaur because it's just, it's my favorite Pokemon and it's a game character. So I was like, yeah, okay. That's, that's just going to be the choice because I can't think of another character that I would love to have exist in my life more than that. We have three cats, but that's nothing compared to a sentient being that doesn't poop everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. If we were going Pokemon, I would take the opposite end to you and go for a, a fire type. Uh, I, I'd be Cyndaquil all the way. Oh um, yes, Cyndaquil's a beast. <laughs> but uh, I think I think it would actually be Commander Shepard, and I know that's probably a bit of a cop out in in aspect, like because you're able to kind of make them whoever you want. Uh, but I don't know, just like after playing that game series so many times and and having to pick the same choices each time, I think I just fallen in love with my my Shep. So. What's a popular game everyone seems to love but you don't like, but also spoilers if anyone uh, is listening in? Uh, Buzz, you take that first? Can we give spoilers? Or is that just a spoiler? I mean, you can, but I'm... Yeah, go on, you can give them spoilers if you want. I actually don't know if I can take this one first. <laughs> do you want, do you want to go, Rick? Uh, I've I I've got like me like it's a it might be a controversial, but I have my reasons, and it's FIFA, just FIFA in general, and it's just because EA is scumbags with the loot boxes and everything. I just cannot stand that they're trying to basically raw people off their money and look at neurodivergent people and think like we can take money from them by putting gambling in the game and go ha that's our money now it is just garbage the game itself it runs fine if you don't do the ultimate team stuff it's an okay game but the fact that that exists and has destroyed lives here and there is just abysmal and it shouldn't exist and people shouldn't accept that it exists I I kind of agree with you on FIFA. Uh, I won't use it as my answer because that's definitely a cop out. But um, 
for me, I just have never been a fan of sports, even in general, in real life. So for me, it's just like, I have no interest in this thing whatsoever. <laughs> um, but uh, I suppose ah, I've kind of got two answers. One of them is a bit of a, a, a kind of a hot one to just come off my head there very quickly. But it's Mass Effect 2. And even though Mass Effect's like my favorite series of all time, and I thought Mass Effect 2 was the best, I recently played the Legendary Edition. And I think Mass Effect 1 with the upgrades is just so much better than Mass Effect 2 now. And Mass Effect 3 is better than Mass Effect 2. And Mass Effect 2 just kind of feels like this weird middle child that's like doesn't know what it is. It's still fantastic. Like all the characters and everything are amazing in it, but it's just a little bit of like, eh. I don't know. That's just my my hot take that I've just come up with there. But uh, for, for for the one that I did have prepared, um, it is oh gosh, what is it now? I actually had it in my head before I went away. That tyrant. Uh, sure, we'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. Is is Mass Effect Two then your empire basically? Like it's or it or do you think it's going to grow on you again, or is it not Empire Strikes Back? And is it just yeah, it's just bad. It's it's more. It's more Jar Jar Binks than it'll ever be anything good. No, I, I don't. I'm not sure about that. Like, I honestly, like, growing up, Mass Effect 2 was the game that, like, really, really just clutched me forever. And I loved it so much. But then going back and, and recently, like, kind of jetting through the Legendary Edition a couple of times, it was like the first one blew me away with the upgrades that they had to it. And then I went into Mass Effect 2, and I was like, by the end of it, I was like, oh, like, this game was actually subpar and it, like it's not even like the upgrades and stuff to mass effect one obviously helped it a lot but i think the storytelling in it is, is just so much better and like the world building it's just mass effect 2 just kind of feels like it's it's going through like uh it's literally just like build a team get to do this suicide mission sorry if that's a trigger word for anyone and um you know like that's it and it just it just feels like it leads up like spills up a lot that doesn't go anywhere and then mass effect 3 kind of throws away anywhere and i don't know maybe it's because i've always kept people from mass effect 2 by my own kind of like batteries and that's why it doesn't have as much significance to me but yeah i don't know Tough one. it's it's puberty then basically <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah i grew up <laughs> i'm not simping for miranda all the time <laughs> Mass Effect 2, Puberty Edition. Done. New <laughs> title. Uh, if you had to live in the world of the last game you played, what world would that be? Back for Blood for me. Uh, I just realized where I'm living and I'm both very excited and very scared. I, I would have to go to Ark and I don't... I would love to have a pet Stegosaurus, but I'm... <laughs> We're also playing the Docs mod, which is like this super hardcore mod where every dinosaur is murdery as all hell. And no, that scares me. That scares me a lot. Nice. But back for blood. I, I I played it too. I I like it. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's good. Like I'm I like it, but I don't know. What what do you think of it? I actually do like it. I'm not far enough in yet to actually give my full review, which will be on site on Entertainment. Ah. Sorry for the plug at some point this week. But uh, at the moment, I'm going through the campaign a lot of times, building up my decks, my, my cards for the deck, whatever, with that system, which is a great system. But uh, yeah, the easy mode is way too easy and the hard mode is way too hard. <laughs> and maybe it's just a matter of replayability and keep going over and over again. And it might change my opinion in, in, in a few more playthroughs. But yeah, just not think like a mm, bit easy at the minute. 
bit bit hard as well if you pick that difficulty but yeah it'll take a bit of time to kind of let that settle in overall though i think it's quite good the graphics for me and stuff isn't quite there you know especially because i'm playing on the ps5 with like you know a nice 4k tv and all that kind of crack and it's just like not as good looking as i was expecting it to be maybe um and i know there's loads of limitations just because like it's trying to do so much but yeah at the same time it's a bit like mm, would like if this looked a bit better uh, and if there was more zombies but again haven't really got through the entire campaign yet because every time one of the guys gets the copy we have to restart it all over again and keep going through um, oh yeah yeah good uh, in, in general i think quite good i, I... I've had a nasty one with that where we were playing and I crashed just before unlocking all the extra characters. So oh. we had to redo that level specifically. It was like the game is good, but it has a couple of faults. And I think once you have like good decks set up, the harder difficulties become playable. I think you need yeah. the decks done first. I, I, it would have been kind of cool as well if it kind of was like, yeah, just make sure you play through each difficulty and build up a nice deck and then go through and eventually like the hardest difficulty is better. But uh, yeah, at the beginning, the easiest difficulty is just like so easy. Like yeah. I was just like literally like a zombie myself, just like holding back the right trigger and, and, and the left trigger to aim, whatever sometimes and you'd be grand. Um, but lots of different replayability with all the different characters, all the decks, and I'll definitely be playing it for a good while. But um yeah, no, good game overall. Not not ready to give my star rating yet or anything, but definitely good game. <laughs> if you could delete one video game forever, what would it be? These are tough questions. Are tough I know, questions. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think a lot of bad games need to exist to be an example for better games to come. And I think FIFA should just be deleted. I think that's just the easiest. A game that's actually hurting people, well, that's an easy choice to get out. I think uh if if there's any like creepy like like seizure inducing games those could probably go that's not good but aside from that um i don't know i think even bad examples are good at, are, are are an example for better yeah i do agree with you like there there has been a lot of games that i've played that just been like oh gosh this this probably isn't the greatest game but i don't think i'd delete any one game forever because like it's just you need that example of like bad games to kind of compare to and benchmark and make better games in the future um although if i could delete one game forever although i know i just can't bring myself to it be warzone because that thing is just such a time suck and just takes over all my life sometimes mm -hmm. um whenever but it's such a good social outlet too so that's that's a good especially over lockdown and stuff but uh yeah brings me back it's just such a good game loop well, I guess right now, as since we're recording, the new Halloween special is being released uh, on Call of Duty, which is um, what the Scream right now. Yes. So, I mean, it looks scary enough, but I I don't know if I put the courage to actually play it myself. So, I'll be passing that. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm actually looking forward to to dive into it probably after this with the guys, but uh, haven't haven't got to play it yet, but it looks good. Mm. Are you well? Do you think PC players are more superior to console players? Am I right in saying, Rick, that you're mainly a PC player? I am, yeah, yeah. Okay. I never had a um, game console, so that's why. See, I've never had a proper game in PC either. Oh, you're missing out. I, I think. Like, I, for, first of all, I think the question's loaded because one says, like, PC gamers to console players and, like, PC players versus console players, that's all just people who play games. That's all fine. If you want to have, like, the core gamers, depending on the game, I think a lot of games run very well on consoles and you can get them on consoles because it's just easy access. Some games, 
PC. If you look at RTS games or if you want to take a shooter seriously, I'm going for PC. Um, or if you want to do it well, then I think on console, you should just remove auto aim completely and then then let people actually figure it out based on skill and not use auto auto aim to tease things. From 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 the console player's point of view, I understand there's such a such a high skill level to actually like get used to a keyboard and get proficient with a keyboard and mouse. Um and it's much better. It is obviously like more more uh, kind of like professional or or kind of uh, what's the word in print like for esports it's like just more that higher level of play um but for a controller player i think aim assist is definitely required for a controller just because you can't make those kind of finer adjustments and stuff which is your your thumb i suppose but uh in general to the question i would say and and this is probably me being like a console player being like no pc gamers aren't better than me but i would say for for any kind of cohort of people to say they're more superior than others is just completely wrong we're all equal we all play games we enjoy each other we we should be conversating about good games and, and all that kind of crack and not arguing over like i'm better than you because i have a pc um or anything like that or, or i'm better than you because i have a console or whatever it doesn't matter we all play games we all enjoy them and i think that's kind of the quality that we should be striving towards yeah and i think in, in competitive gaming there are things that are console only and really good like i used to play uh like i i did some national tournaments here for like smash brothers melee when it first came out and that was that is console only you can't get that anywhere else and those kind of fighting games work perfectly well i i think i do agree that there there shouldn't be a divide between console and pc and each should just enjoy their own thing and i get that pc can be daunting because there are things that might not work with a pc that with a console at least you used to be able to buy a console, buy the game, and it works. To these days, it's a little less the case with the constant updates and patches and things. But on the other hand, being able to patch games is probably for the better in the long run. Although games companies have gotten lazy. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. Think about Go it. ahead, there, Shay. No, no, I was just just think about it. Well, the next question <laughs> is, uh, what's gonna be? Uh, no, wait, I said that wrong. What needs to be done by gaming companies and streaming networks like Twitch for female streamers? I'm wary for this one because I'm obviously a man, and like I, I'm definitely a feminist. I, I call myself a feminist. I believe that we're all equal, and I, I try to fight for female rights as as much as I can. I suppose in whatever shape or form that's be. Um, but in terms of of what I'd like to see them doing, um, more discoverability on Twitch uh, across the board, but definitely for female streamers, um, and by gaming companies, kind of I don't know try and moderate chats as much as possible because the amount of toxic toxic people that are on there is just so off-putting um and that would be kind of my first kind of look at it but again i don't know if i'm the most qualified to talk on it either uh yeah that, that that's fair i i i do i don't like the having to have your preference your opinion by i have a penis so i'm i don't know if i'm allowed to talk about it but Good idea is a good idea, and I think step one for for like gaming companies and things like that, stop being scared of getting a female protagonist in anywhere and be like, oh no, people might get angry. Or with The Last of Us, oh no, a woman has muscles. Yes, they can have that. I've played against professional roller derby players. Those scare the crap out of me. That's more muscle than I'll I'll ever have. It 
it's scary people there there's all like all around the spectrum there's different kinds of people and in games that should be happening in games you should also be able to play a fat character without it being the butt of every joke because they're fat and for as a guy the biggest thing i can tell most people if you're a guy listening to this and you have anyone in your friend groups that makes derogatory jokes about any minority but if it's women specifically as well like any one of those group tell them off tell them to stop doing that shit and be better because that is the kind of stigma that keeps twitch chat that toxic by friends not calling friends out and saying hey what you said was misogynistic you should stop and it's not okay this is not acceptable behavior as for, as guys when you're together making jokes those jokes you should call someone out on that they know that they are not okay jokes it can be funny and you can make the joke but only when everybody knows that the joke you're making is not derogatory to any group outside of it just being a funny joke. Jokes can can be about anything, but there needs to be a clear cut like sign that these people do not believe in what the joke is usually about. I fully agree with you. Um, on all your points, <laughs> I won't talk about every single one of them. Uh, but yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Especially in game companies, actually, just being more accessible, having female centric characters or in or in stories, um, and definitely calling out people on under. S-H-I-T. Yeah. And and have female writers on your stories because you get an entirely different like aspect of a story coming from that kind of viewpoint. And then guys can see like, oh, so there are, they think they're, oh, wow, there's a world that goes open and we might get more understanding between groups and it'll be less of a divide there. Because I, I think gaming as an art form can help with this with our with everyone to understand all these problems better because it's interactive and we just need to make sure that there are voices in the um in the gaming sphere especially for companies or for something like twitch that are listened to that are coming from those other walks of life so there is more and better understanding Absolutely, especially about like you know it being an interactive medium and stuff. I mean, like literally, the old saying is like you know walk in their shoes or whatever. Uh, it's like it's it's the one art form you can actually do that in, and you can experience what it's like. It like obviously not yourself, and it's going to be hard to ask a, a sexist, misogynist dinosaur of a man to to play this game about a female. But I mean, like if you actually do, you will probably see if it's written by females in the right way, um, that that like you know kind of shows them that perspective, um, much better than I think much other forms of media can. Um, and then also, um, I know this is kind of bit con not controversial or anything, but it's in the news about a certain gaming company being quite um in their policies and and being quite sexist and and everything um i won't name it or anything along those lines but that just needs to obviously blatantly stop and you know needs to change um i either you know well, I, mean, I, I don't obviously know an awful lot about the topic situationally in that uh, sphere because it is kind of in court i think or maybe it has come out of court i'm not sure what the crack is but um it just needs to change whether it is like any kind of solution to it but it just just has to stop i suppose i fair i i followed those new stories a lot and i think the easier answer is tell me the games companies that don't have that kind of stuff happening and the list will be shorter because while a lot of big companies are in the news now a lot of them are doing it but are just not getting caught or not getting consequences for getting caught i suppose that goes back to your point as well about um 
you know, calling people out and under understood, you know, the SHIT. Sorry, can I curse in this podcast? No, you can indeed. You can indeed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just it people need to fucking call people out in their shit, right? And like the, the the easiest way for anyone to do that, and God, I hope this can come back to bite me in the ass, but is like vote with your wallet. You know, if a gaming company doesn't align with your your goals, if the developers, publishers, whoever they are who has 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 different values to you or have values like just horrible kind of practices, um then just don't buy their games it's it's as easy as really and you know i i kind of think i was thinking about this as well today it was um the people who like tell us female gamers like go back into the kitchen and all these and i'm like would you really say that to your sister your mother your aunt your your friend your girlfriend or wife would you say that to them i would say that to my girlfriend but that is because you know <laughs> It's a joke. Yeah. And she probably also, and she likes making food. So any reason to make food is, a, it's, we have a weird dynamic. Me and my girlfriend, we can give each other like a lot of shit and a lot of hate for like the stupidest things and be all right with it because we know we are very good at like the basis. We, we know everything is fine. It's, um, yeah. I mean, someone saying that to my mother or anyone else who is in a, not in a position of power, I'd be like, you what? You go to the kitchen, you make them a sandwich, and then come back and write an apology, apology letter because that's not okay. Mm. Yeah. Uh, similar enough, actually, my, my, my girlfriend is, uh, is very into her food, very into cooking, would probably spend a lot of time in the kitchen. We do have a similar dynamic like that, but I can guarantee you if I told her that, she would give me a walloping of, of, a, of a, 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 a scolding. Uh, mine as well, but it's deserved then, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll test I'll, it out. I'll probably get a wooden spoon or a rolling pin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what have you learned from your mistakes on streaming so far? Oh, I think a recent big one for me is make sure that the people you have in your 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 stream, like you're not their you're not their therapist. You are kind of their friend, but you're just an entertainment figure, and there needs to be a there needs to be a balance between that and a bit of a distance. You are when they always come in with all of their stuff and you're not getting paid nearly enough to be anyone's therapist and you're not trained. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, ha I have done stuff in that field, so semi-trained, but still it's not our jobs to be somebody's. If they get entertainment and feel happy because of us, that's good, but we can't be the one they rely on. That is a very unhealthy dynamic and something that you always need to keep in your back of your, of your mind to not make a mistake with. Sounds good. Um, not luckily, but thankfully, I, I've never had to come across that situation in, in my streams and uh, all of my chats. So even like something that I've been thinking about is like, you know, banning people who like come in and are toxic or whatever. But like, thankfully, I haven't had any of them too. So that would have been a great mistake to learn from uh, <laughs> for this. But uh, I just don't think I've made like, I, this is going to be a, definitely a fault to say this, but I don't think I've made many mistakes yet. Uh, I am kind of only starting out in the like now. So I'm sure there's plenty more to come down the line. Uh, but I suppose like from the technical kind of just getting stuff up and ready and stuff would probably be the um the point of like don't worry about it being perfect you know you, mm -hmm. if you if you start off streaming with a playstation camera it's grand it no no like if, if it's your entertainment value and it's not no one's coming in to see the coolest slickest stream with graphics everywhere and luckily you know the guys in, on our uh, 
development team and, and um, creative team were able to kind of put together some awesome looking graphics and skin overlays mm -hmm. and stuff but you know it, just don't worry about it you can start off literally with a playstation camera and it'll be grand oh uh yeah. the other the i think the other biggest mistake and what i'm still making for everyone if you ever want to start streaming diversify and use your socials that is where you're going to find growth twitch does not have discoverability facebook does not have discoverability youtube does not have discoverability get on at the moment it's TikTok. get there yeah. get big there and then funnel those people back to your streams that is the only way if you really want to grow and become big that is probably the only way you can do it Absolutely. or one of the best ways yeah, because like I actually had, um, cause you were saying there earlier about you know, um, someone loading in your stream and you know you were trying to help them, but you're not their therapist. I had someone, uh, they didn't really talk to me in my stream much, and they came in and um, they weren't very happy, and I was like, oh, what's what's happening? And uh, they, I told them message me privately, and uh, it ended up quite serious that they were saying that they were going to end their life, and I, I, I was funny enough. The week before I was at work and I did training on mental health and suicide awareness. So I was able to help him. But then I got warned actually recently that that person uh, was doing that to quite a lot of female streamers that they were using that terrible thing to say that I'm going to kill myself um, as an excuse for them to talk to women, which shouldn't be used. But um that was a frightening experience you know i think in a way if i was gonna learn from that again i i would be sending them to a professional yeah i think that's oh, the shit, best option so to hear about that as well um well, they're still alive yeah. so thankfully they're they're they haven't but I've, I've i've seen them in other people's streams at the moment and but they're they're not i don't know uh, i forget that oh, go ahead yeah. For 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 me, it's always been a a very double thing. Where the first time something happens with someone like that, and they're they're talking about it, I try to get them to professional. I try to listen. You try to listen to their story. You try to be helpful. But at some point, there needs to be like a cutoff line where you're like, okay, you keep doing this. If you're not looking for help, you're apparently looking for it here. As long as I keep condoning this kind of behavior, I'm doing more damage to the person. And it sounds risky with someone saying something like that, but the people that do it, and I've had people in my life do it, those are not the people that say it. The people that say it are usually just people you need to listen to and then give them a way to find help somewhere. It is a cry for help and they need it. But it's not. It's it's never your responsibility. It's it's still theirs or their parents or, uh, yeah, someone closer to them. Unless it's really a friend of yours or your family, mm -hmm. then that's a different story. I barely knew them, so I I, I yeah. didn't know them. They were in a different country as well, so it's like I um I can't be much helpful. I did send them like links of like the the their their country's suicide and just medical help wise but other than that i couldn't do much yeah, uh, i mean like, i think you've kind of done the best you can um, yeah no and on, for oh no i was gonna say on a lighter note i was gonna move to the next question 
Oh, I want to. <laughs> I I wanted to quick, quickly pre preface this with like, if anyone listening, if you do have feelings like this, look up on the internet what the uh, suicide prevention number is for your country and call it. If you have feelings like this, there are people, there are professionals that throughout the like twenty four seven will be there to help you, and they are a first step to getting a better life. Because feeling bad is bad. I as someone who's dealt with. Um, a life of depression just as a built-in feature for some reason, thanks parents, I don't know why, but they thought it looked cool on, on, on the box. Um, there is help and it does get better, but you need to stick in there and look for help. So please do mm -hmm. look for those numbers. And if you are in Ireland, it is Piotr House. Um, if you do want to contact them, their phone number is 1800 247 247 just in case um on a lighter note what would your voice be for new content uh streamers i think mine would kind of go back just to kind of what my mistake was i suppose and it's like you know don't worry about the tech and stuff um you can you can always keep changing it and, and freshen it up and get different you know overlays or different cameras and you don't have to go spend in a massive chunk of money on all the kind of gear you want um and and just start small and if you dip your toe in and you like it with a playstation camera and you think it's going well and you like talking and stream then keep going that way and, and develop it but um i just dive into it straight away and uh don't don't just i don't get worked up about being perfect straight off the bat I think also, like like you said, just get into it, do it, and keep doing it if you like it. If you want to do it to grow big and get famous, just buy a lottery ticket and wait for that to come in. Because <clears throat> streaming is going to cost you more work than working at McDonald's and making enough money. Streaming is not going to be, like, as we've seen with the leaks from Twitch coming in and the money, only a very, very tiny percentage is making enough money to actually make enough money to live from streaming a lot of people are probably below minimum wage at this point with that so don't do it for the money do it because you like it and then work on your socials diversify like i already said those are just always important things and um don't worry too much about that uh, that that viewer count. Turn that off if it if it distracts you in any way. Don't look at the viewer count and be like, "Oh, I just need to talk when when there's viewers there," because that will always be slow. So always keep talking, talk as much as you can. You notice know, for me, I I've done this for money for some reason. People were like, "We'll give you money, you talk," and I do I do talk, and then words come, and that's how it can work. But it takes a lot of work, and there is luck involved. And do it if you like it. Great advice. What's the plans for your future in streaming and what's your future goals? A buzz. Tough question. That's like, uh, <laughs> what am I going to do with my future, guys? <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, anyway, it's it's definitely like the work I'm doing entertainment.ie, um, both streaming wise and, and just general gaming content wise. It's, it's kind of like to, you know, shine a light on the community that's existing in Ireland for a kind of a bigger audience that might not be aware of it that it's there already um, and then on top of that as well just to kind of enjoy our streams uh, and to, to keep going forward with that I don't know if I can say about the goals though because like yeah, that's that's privileged business information mm -hmm. <laughs> Rick? 
I think I started without goals and I'm I now have the goal of streaming for a year. After that, I think it's going to make some outside of Twitch like content and hoping that I can get some growth from there. Because I know that I grew when I was still casting, but casting all the odd hours that I can plus streaming just doesn't work and I wanted to focus on streaming because of like personal reasons and things and I don't, I don't really. Ha I'm a man without a plan with just a very big mouth, and I'll, I'll see where, where that gets me. Sounds like a good plan, though. Uh, what You're advice? <laughs> what advice would you give yourself who just started streaming all over again? Uh, I, I won't go back to just the same advice. It is the same advice as well. Pass Kieran, just start it don't worry about all the tech and stuff um and uh, i suppose i'm gonna steal your advice and i'm gonna say just keep talking just keep talking just keep talking that's a good one if i if i go to my like if i would go to my past self and be like okay listen up life has not been very fair dump the bitch really do it uh, oh. There's there there oh that I have like I people talk about nightmare exes and I go that's cute mine tried to burn the house down while I was in it um kind of things it's um it sounds very shocking it was back then for now it's like eh so I'd be like okay get rid of her before that happens and when Justin TV hit and you started streaming just keep going because you might have been able to make something of yourself because I feel for me. If I was with that, like I started with that first wave and I was making some small waves here and there. If mm -hmm. I kept that going, I would be in a better position now, nine, almost nine years later or something. So that would have been my advice to me. Advice? Um, I suppose another bit of advice would be, or um, be past me as well, is to just not worry about what the future has in store as well, because it'll all work out. Mm. Yeah. And final question is, would you be going to TwitchCon in next year in Amsterdam? Ooh, I'm I mean, not it's, it's home for you, so. Yeah, it's, it's, it's literally home for me, so it would be very easy. I, I, live, I do live in the north of the country, and like I said, I am a bit of a hermit, so it's, it's, it's something I'm thinking about. I'm not sure yet. On the one hand, I would love to. There's some other like content creators and people that I would love to meet. Uh, one of the guys that streams a lot of Phasmo. I hope I, if I go that I find him there, like in Sim, he's he's just fun, and I'd like to like buy him a drink or shake his hand or say hello at least. Although I'll, I'll get super awkward when I meet people that I know. I've met uh, Trainer Tips Nick from like Pokemon Go stuff, and I saw him, and I was like, oh, you could go stand in line and say hi, and I was like. Nah, I don't want to. It's just scary. And I'm a grown man, but I was like, no, no, this this scares me. I'm gonna I'm gonna stand over there and look at him, and that'll be the experience that I'll enjoy. This is sounding more creepy by the second, actually. Oops. No, it's um, understandable. I get that. You know, I I've seen people I I I would admire, and you know, my my I would be with people, and they were like, go on, go over and see them, and I'm like, nah, I can't. I don't have the courage. So I know what you mean. <laughs> Uh, I'd I'd love to go. Um, I get tickets. <laughs> yeah, I'd definitely love to go to Amsterdam. <laughs> but yes, but definitely go. Um, I'm I'm kind of in that weird scenario though, where like whenever I meet people, I don't get starstruck. So when I don't go up to people that I would wouldn't mind meeting, it's not because I don't have the courage to or that I don't want to. It's just as like ah, they're just a normal person anyway. Like you know, mm -hmm. 
Um, I don't really get struck by stardom or celebrity or anything like that. So that'd be that'd be my kind of thoughts on that. So for anyone who wants to follow Paul V on your social medias, what are they? Let everyone know. All right. Uh, um, for me, it's Gavastrion. is G-V-A-S-T-R-I-O-N on everything. I am um, not on Instagram, but I'm on I'm on Twitch. I'm on Twitter. I have a TikTok that I'm going to do things with later. So you might want to check that out or something. And uh, yeah, just if you see that name anywhere, it's probably me. Even in like random game X, I'm probably playing it in my free time somewhere. Awesome stuff. Um, for for me, it's on Twitch, it's Entertainment IE, uh, and then on Instagram, it's we have our own kind of special gaming page that we're building up called at Ent Gaming E N T Gaming, and then our kind of main stuff is just all at Entertainment IE everywhere else. Um, so yeah, it would be nice if it was all just Entertainment IE, but um, it's I suppose it's just on on Instagram where we're trying out the old gaming thing just to have more content there and not annoy other kind of more traditional followers that we would have on the other page. Um, so it's more focused to you, relevant because digital marketing. So professional. Pe- yeah. <laughs> Apart from when it comes to the plug, and you're like, ah, entertainment, IE, entertainment, IE, end game. Oh, thank you so much for doing this. I do appreciate. It. No, thank you. Thank you very much for having us. You're yeah, welcome. thank you. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun meeting both of you. Yeah. Thank you so much to Rick and Kieran. Thank you, Buzz, uh, for doing the podcast episode. Um, and we had a chat afterwards and, you know, I, I learned a lot from the conversation. So thank you for that. Uh, make sure to follow them on our social medias and everything else they're on. And if you want to follow me, it's Shilano on Twitter and Shilano Gaming on the rest of my socials on Instagram. I almost forgot. Um, but yeah, make sure to follow them and entertainment that are you in gaming. Um, also, if you would, if you have the time, if you do have the time, um, review this on Apple Podcasts. Uh, it's nothing like that on Spotify, so uh, we can't do that. But if you can review it and share it, it mean the world for me. And with that, thank you so much. I'll see you guys all next week again, Friday, midday. Hope you all have a good evening and weekend or wherever you are in the world. Have a good weekend and I'll see you guys all very soon.